Hello, starlings, and welcome to episode seven of A Spell for Wellness. My name is Chelsea, and I will be your host. Today's episode was supposed to be an interview. (laughs) We were going to dive into a new favorite world of mine, the world of ADHD, with Amy Dowland, who has been a longtime friend of mine and also has ADHD. However, in true ADHD fashion, we have had to reschedule the recording of the interview. Uh, This will be the third time, and she did give me permission to say this. So uh, I had to come up with something on the fly tonight to talk about, which is fine. And next week, we will be discussing ADHD in adults and how to identify it, how to get diagnosed, and successful treatment and living with ADHD as an adult, and also raising children who have ADHD. Amy and I both have uh, children who have been diagnosed, so that is for next week. This week, however, Uh, You are going to listen to me tell a story and talk about something that I am incredibly passionate about, which is running. So let's get to it. I started running back in June of 2018, so uh, just about two years ago. I was doing Fit Girls Guide which is an online program that I highly recommend to anyone who is looking to uh, just get in shape and start eating better. It is a full exercise meal plan lifestyle change that is very customizable. Um, It can be made for people who eat a regular diet for people who are gluten-free, are vegetarian, uh, even vegan, and daily workouts and um, a huge online community. So I, I had started doing Fit Girls Guide, and two or three days a week, there was a cardio portion, and it was basically choose your own cardio. And at that point, I had been really interested in the fitness marshal for a while, which again, um, if you like to dance, look him up on YouTube. He is amazing. Uh, The fitness marshal was my go-to cardio. But I started to want something a little bit different. So a girlfriend of mine had been running for some time. And like most of us who are not runners, my only association with running had been the mile we were forced to run in middle school where I was the slowest, heaviest kid, and I always finished last at a walk. So I had it in my head that I would never run. I hated running. I had this horrible memory of it and wanted nothing to do with it. But I saw that my friend Lauren was having not only incredible physical results with running, but mental and emotional results. It 
had changed something in her. And I really, I picked up on that. And I, I thought to myself, what, what if I give this a try? What if I try it out? So I had a Planet Fitness membership and I decided I was going to work towards running my first mile. So on June 22nd of 2018, I ran my first consecutive mile on the treadmill. And I think it took me 11 and a half to 12 minutes to run this, this mile. And never in my life had I felt such a sense of accomplishment. And my immediate thought after finishing that mile was, how far can I go? So Lauren and Amy, who I will be interviewing next week, <clears throat> asked me if I wanted to participate in the Rugged Maniac, which was taking place in September. So I said, okay, it's June. I have time to train for my first 5K. So for those of you who don't know, the Rugged Maniac is a 5K obstacle race. And it is a blast if you ever get the opportunity. I highly recommend it because it was probably the most fun, and I'm using air quotes, race uh, that I ever participated in. You don't get timed, but you get a medal and a free beer at the end, which is awesome. So from June to September, I trained for the Rugged Maniac, and I was able to run a 5K um, doing that race. Now, it, granted, it wasn't um, it wasn't consecutive. You know, we we stopped to do the obstacle, so it wasn't a straight 5K. But I was able to run most of this race and do the obstacles. And once I finished the Rugged Maniac, my first thought was, what do I do next? So I work in Holyoke, Massachusetts. And every year uh, for St. Patrick's Day, there is the Holyoke St. Patrick's Day road race. And it's on St. Patrick's Day in March. And so I decided I'm going to start training for a 10K. I had completed a, a 5K technically. So uh, the St. Patrick's Day road race is a 10K, which is 6.2 miles. And up to the point of training for the Rugged Maniac, I had only ever done 3.1, which is a 5K. So I found a, a 10K training plan. I used, um, and you now, you know, now of course I can't think of it. Um, I used a 10K training plan and I'm sure the, the name of the, the person who created it will come to me. Um, but I stuck to it. And I followed it day by day. Um, there were days in between running where it said to cross train. And on those days, I, I did either lower body or upper body workouts. And every day of that training plan, I, I ran. And I marked the day that I hit four miles and the day that I hit four and a half miles and the day that I hit five and five and a half. And the way that the it was the, the Hal Higdon, Hal Higdon's 10K novice training program. You can find it online for free. There's an image of it. 
uh, in Google Images. And the day that I hit five and a half was the Sunday before the road race. And the road race was the first time I was going to hit six miles. And the morning of the race, I got myself dressed and I put on my, my green tutu that lit up that I bought specifically for this race. And I got into the, the gate to run. And I had this moment of less than a year ago, I never thought I would be a runner. I told myself I, I never wanted to run. And now I'm running my first real race with no obstacles. I'm running a 10K. And I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. And so I had set a goal for myself, which at the time um, a lot of people thought was a little a little high expectation. I wanted to run this 10k in under an hour. Um, and for those of you who live in this area and are familiar with the St. Patrick's Day Road Race, you know that it is a very hilly course. <laughs> it is mostly hills. <laughs> and I told myself, I said, if I'm going to do this, if I'm going to train for it. I'm going to do it in under an hour. And I finished that race in 57 minutes. And when I crossed the finish line and I I had a Fitbit at the time and I hit the button on the Fitbit and I looked at it and it said something like 5703 or something along those lines, I wanted to cry and laugh and vomit all at the same time (laughs) because I pushed myself harder physically than I had ever pushed myself in my life. And I used to be a swimmer. I swam all through middle school and high school and swimming is not easy, but running is harder. In my opinion, in my opinion, running is harder. (laughs) And I, I stood at that finish line for a brief moment because I had to rush home to get to my children because my husband had to work that day. Um, so there was no one there either for me. I did this entirely on my own. And I thought to myself, I am capable of so much more than I have given myself credit for my entire life. Because from September to March, I went from being able to run a 5k obstacle course in however long it took us to do it to exceeding my goal for a 10k race that I had never run before. So of course, my my first thought after that race was what do I do next? So I rewarded myself with a new pair of running shoes and the only place near me that I knew of was a Fleet Feet in East Long Meadow. So on Mother's Day, so I ran the race in March. In May, I decided I was going to treat myself to a new pair of shoes for Mother's Day. So I went to the Fleet Feet in East Long Meadow and got fitted for a pair of running shoes. And I found a a sign that said, we are going to be hosting a half marathon training group. And I was like, huh, half marathon, little more than double what I did in March. 
I'm going to find a half marathon to do for my 31st birthday. So I did. I decided right then that I was going to run a half marathon on my 31st birthday, October 6th. And I found one on that day in Portland, Maine. And I said, you know what? That's that's my next thing. That's what I'm going to work at next. I'm going to train for a half marathon. And the next time I went to Fleet Feet, um, I was looking for a pair of running sunglasses. And I had, I had heard that Gooder was a good brand. And it is. For those of you who have never worn Gooder sunglasses, G-O-O-D-R, they are amazing. So I went and there was a... Uh, Oh no, I went and the the pamphlet wasn't there anymore. So I asked. I said, you know, where where did the the sign up go for this half marathon training group? And they said, Oh, well, the the woman running it doesn't work here anymore, but we can give you her email address because we're pretty sure she's still doing it. So I emailed her and I said, you know, I had gone to Fleet Feet, I saw your half marathon training program. I really would like to do that. I've already signed up for one in October. And she emailed me back almost instantly and said that the half marathon that they would be training for was on the exact same weekend that the one that I was doing in Portland was. So it was perfect. It could not have worked out any better. So I signed up for it. And our first, I want to say our first meeting was at the end of June. Now, mind you, during this entire thing, I was smoking. I was a smoker. I smoked at that point for 10 years, I had been smoking. And I, I, during the beginning of my running and up until that point, I was still smoking. And, uh, our first, no, you know what? Our first run was July 9th. And on July 13th, I quit smoking. I, uh, I did the first run with the group on July 9th, and it was 6 o'clock at night in July. It was probably 90 degrees, and it was only two miles. And I thought I was going to die. And I realized that if running was something I wanted to be a part of my life, I could not run and smoke at the same time. So on July 13th, I quit smoking and I completed the half marathon training program and I set myself a goal for this half marathon that I wanted to do it in under two hours. I said, you know what? If I can do a 10K in under an hour, I can do a half marathon in under two. And I did. I ran my half marathon in an hour and 54 minutes and I had this app going in my ear the whole time where people could send me messages of encouragement and they would play an audio clip would play in my ear. And it was, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. It was 13.1 miles at a race pace. So normally when, when I run, if I'm doing I'm doing an easy run. I'm running a mile in a, about nine minutes. Nine nine minutes to nine minutes and thirty seconds is an easy mile for me. I ran my half marathon, thirteen point one miles, at about an eight thirty pace, and 
At the end of it, I wanted to die. I was exhausted and everything hurt and I had no appetite. I didn't feel good. But when I crossed that finish line, there was nothing like it in my life. And when I finished and I had a chance to recover and I I drank some chocolate milk and I had a banana, I sat on the grass with all the other runners and sort of just took in what, what had just happened. And for the first time, I didn't think, what do I do next? And my husband asked me, he said, when are you going to run a marathon? And I just laughed. I said, let me get a nap first. (laughs) So that was in October of last year, the half marathon. And then the winter came. And I don't like the cold. And I don't know a lot of people that do. And so my running sort of tapered for a while and I wasn't running as much or as strictly. And I realized I was, I wasn't happy. I started to get depressed and I started to get the winter blues and just the, you know, the seasonal affective disorder. And my husband said to me, he said, you're not running. You need to start running again. So my, my running coach who had hosted the half marathon training group, released a St. Patrick's Day holiday series running group, which was going to prepare us for, it was four or six different races. And I said, yes, this is exactly what I need. So I signed up for that. And the first race was the, the hot chocolate run. Was it the hot chocolate run? I believe the first race was the hot chocolate run. Uh, And that's out of Northampton, Massachusetts. And it was a 5K. And it was the first actual 5K race um, that I ever ran, you know, that wasn't an obstacle race. So uh, I ran that and I hit a PR. I did that in 23 minutes. Um, 20, I'm sorry, it was closer to 24. It was 23.59 that I ran that 5K. So I was averaging a 7.50 pace or something. And I realized not only am I an efficient runner and a fast runner, but I love to run. I had never in my life stuck with something by my own willpower for so long. And all of this was prior to my diagnosis of having ADHD. So, uh, something important to know about us ADHDers is we have a very difficult time following through with with projects. We love starting things. We have a terrible time finishing them. But for some reason, running stuck with me. I later came to discover that that was because running stimulates that part of your brain that ADHD medication also stimulates. So intense physical exercise has almost the exact same effect as stimulant medication on an ADHD brain, which is why running did so much good for me, unbeknownst to me at the time. So 
I run the the hot chocolate race and I ran uh, Gordon's first 10K and I hit a new personal record for a 10K uh, doing that race. And I feel like there was another race that we did and I can't remember it, um, but the, the final race was the St. Patrick's Day road race. And it was the last race of the series. And I, I had it in my head. I am going to do this race this year in under 59 minutes or in, no, it was under 50 minutes. I wanted to do it. I wanted to do this race in 49, 59. And I had been training and I had been pushing and I was ready. And then the coronavirus hit. And I remember sitting at work and I remember seeing it broadcast on the TV that the, the parade and the road race had been canceled. And I cried. I did. And it, it was, it was in retrospect from an outsider, it probably looked foolish and, and selfish. And like, there were so many bigger things that I should have been concerned with, but running had such an impact on my life and had affected me in so many positive ways. And I had invested so much in this race because it was, it was my anniversary. It was my, my one year anniversary of my first real race. And it was taken away from me. And I still am, am a little upset about that. <laughs> and I understand that it is, it is, it was the right choice. It was the best choice. It would have been foolish and, and awful to keep that race up just out of tradition. But for me, who, whose life was so monumentally affected by that race, it hurt me. And I, I was a mess. Um, we had it virtually and I ran it from my house and I, I ran a 10 K and I did it in 50 minutes and 30 seconds. So I was 31 seconds away from my goal, which is still pretty damn good. And the fact that I still ran the race, even though it wasn't the course and it wasn't the event, and I still hit a PR for a 10K, just goes to show how much of an impact running has had on my life. And aside from it being a great treatment for my ADHD, it's my me time. It's my chance to plug my headphones in and listen to whatever I want and just move my body to the beat of what's playing. And if I'm, if I have pent up energy or I'm angry or I'm, if I'm really happy or if I'm sad, I can, I can funnel all of that, that tense energy into my feet hitting the pavement rhythmically. And the great thing about it is you you can set whatever goals you want. And, and the goals that you can set for yourself as a runner are literally limitless. 
if you want to work on your cadence, if you want to work on your speed, if you want to work on your posture or your distance or your time, there are so many different variables that you can incorporate into running that it's always interesting. It's always something new and it's always something to work towards. Um, a, a woman that I've known for a very long time, I used to babysit her children, messaged me the other day, elated because she had run her first mile. And I just immediately remembered that feeling, that feeling of those last few steps before you know you're going to hit that mile mark. And just having the satisfaction of, I did it. I, I did that. And that's incredible. And you can keep going. You can keep pushing yourself. And so for me, that next step after I'd, you know, I'd, I'd run the, the 5k and the 10k and the half marathon, I, I want to train for a marathon, but I'm not, my life is not conducive to marathon training right now. I have two small children and it is very difficult because you have to pack in a lot of miles to train for a marathon. And I had to accept the fact that I do not have the time. My schedule will not permit me to train for a marathon right now. So I started trail running. And there is such a difference between running in the woods and running on the road. And they're both great in totally different ways. A huge thing that I've I've realized is running in the woods is very much meditative for me. I don't listen to music when I'm running in the woods. I do not have headphones at all. I listen to the sound of my feet on the dirt or the gravel or the rock or the very raised root structures in the woods behind my house. And I just, I obviously run slower. I run significantly slower when I'm running in the woods. But it is, it is an experience, trail running. It's almost otherworldly because of all of the sounds and the scenery. And the other morning I got up at five o'clock in the morning to do three miles in the trails behind my house. And I came across two deer that were grazing and I didn't, noticed them until they noticed me and they ran away. And we just had this coexisting moment of I'm in your space, but I'm not dangerous. And they, they pranced off a little, but they didn't, they didn't book it. I could still see them as I continued on my path. And one mistake I recommend you do not make if you decide to pick up trail running is to keep watching the pretty deer while you're trying to run forward because you will inevitably trip on a raised route um, and you will almost definitely eat shit whilst doing so. So admire them for a moment, continue with your run, or stop running. That's my suggestion. Um, in terms of... So, so trail running and, and road running, running on, on the road, on streets, um, is great for distance markers. I feel like if you, if you are training to increase distance, having a familiar place and 
landmarks is incredibly helpful and and very specific to to road running, I feel. That and it's a lot more popular. So you have the opportunity when we're not in the middle of a global pandemic um, to run with people, which is something I cannot stress enough from my perspective as a runner is, is finding a community to run with because I have made some amazing relationships from being a runner and from finding the four run three community out of Western Massachusetts and the support and the camaraderie that come with finding your running tribe is unparalleled. Everyone runs for a very deep personal reason. And those reasons come out when you're on your eighth or ninth or 10th mile. And it's just you and a couple other people and you're in this together. And the first time I ran 13 miles was before my half marathon. And I, I was running with four other women and I didn't even realize I'd run 13 miles until we were done. And you realize as you evolve as a runner in the running community with other people that we are all so similar and we are all going through a lot of the same things. And it's it's almost as if when you're running, your your blinders come off. And that that part of you that tends to be a little bit judgy completely goes away. And you just see this other person that is exerting themselves exactly as physically as you are. You don't see the differences anymore. And so please forgive me for a moment because I didn't realize that it stops recording after half an hour. And I continued to talk for the next 20 minutes after that. So I have to regain my footing. Um, so finding a community is is probably the best thing that, that you can do um, for yourself as a runner, especially if you're just starting out and, and finding support and people who have been doing this for a long time and want to share that feeling with you are the best people to turn to. Um, very quickly, I'll just go into resources uh, for running. I have found that uh, Marathon Sports in Northampton, Massachusetts is incredible. They were the first place to fit me for an actual appropriate running shoe based on my feet. I currently wear the 880 V9 New Balance running shoe. Um, it is it is wide by construction, um, and I have very wide feet. So if you have wide feet or you have a bunion like I do, uh, I cannot recommend New Balance 880 V9s enough. They have been, I wore them during my half marathon. Um, I just ordered a second pair because my, my first pair, I ran them into the ground quite literally. Um, they are an incredible shoe. Also, the running group that I am a part of, 4Run3, the number four run, the number three, 
is opening a store in East Long Meadow at Center Square as soon as um, retail stores are allowed to reopen. And I know for a fact that the owners, um, Jill and her husband, Tim, are very, very knowledgeable about all things running. Jill was actually the person to tell me that I was in the wrong running shoe and that I needed to get a new one uh, because I was having some serious foot pain at the beginning of my half marathon training that almost stopped my training completely. So definitely find a good place that knows what they're talking about. And if you have any questions about running or getting into running or why it could be good for you, please, please talk to me. This is one of the things I am most passionate about in the world, and I would love to have a conversation about it. Thank you all so much for for listening and for being here. I know that this is probably a little bit all over the place because it wasn't my initial plan for tonight, but I wanted to give you something to listen to um, for Wellness Wednesday. So if you've made it this far, thank you. And if you've been looking for something to put a little pep in your step, maybe try getting out there and running a little bit today. Not even a whole mile, maybe a quarter mile, maybe a half a mile, maybe do a run walk. Our bodies are capable of more than we give them credit for. And a big part of the game is mental. If you want to run, you can run. And it took me 30 years to figure that out. And I couldn't be happier that I did. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for listening. I would not be doing this if it wasn't for you. Take care. Be well. And I'll talk to you next week.